Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm privileged to welcome a very, very accomplished professional from the world of medicine from Miami, Miami Florida, USA, Dr. Miriam Zilberglate Lisigorsky. Miriam, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor to be here. Thank you. Uh, Dr. Miriam is a triple board certified in internal medicine, geriatrics, and obesity medicine. She has a deep interest in the topics of well-being, burnout prevention, mental health, and leadership. And she's an author. And all of you know, I'm very partial to authors. She's an author of a book titled The 3G Cycle of Life. And we'll talk about her book also. So Miriam, before we start talking about mental health and burnout, tell me about your own amazing journey from Peru to the U.S. Wow, I, I, yes, I practiced medicine for 10 years in Peru. Uh, my family, uh, my parents are still there. And even I was very accomplished uh, professionally and, mm. and I saw that I was having a great life. Uh, I was absolutely single. <laughs> And I was almost in my 40s, and my patients that were elderly patients uh, start to ask me again and again during the appointments, like if I was dating or if I was <laughs> get, planning to get married or something, mm -hmm. I will repeat myself, no, 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 I, I have to work, I have to work, I am a doctor. Mm -hmm. uh, in one of my trips, I met Alex, my, my husband. Um, he was living in Miami. <laughs> and um, during the time that I met him, a patient asked me, and I answered again, oh, I am very, you know, I'm working, working. And they mm -hmm. asked me, uh, who is waiting for you at home? Because mm -hmm. we, your patients, we love you, but we go home with our family, your, your students, your nurses, your staff go back home with their families. Who is waiting for you? Mm -hmm. And they show me my white coat and they told me, this is what you use, it's not your skin. Mm -hmm. And probably was one of the biggest lessons. Amazing. I continue dating Alex. I marry him. <laughs> I quit my job in Peru and I fly to the US to start absolutely from zero again in medicine. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> and as they say, the rest is history. The rest is two wonderful kids. <laughs> fabulous, fabulous. So, you know, uh, before we started recording, you were telling me about how mental health is so important in, in our world. Let me start by asking you, Miriam, what are some of the health mental health challenges the world is facing? I believe that number one challenge that is not a mental health challenge, but is is really is a is the perception that we have about it mm. is our our idea that this is something negative mm. our concept that this is a taboo topic that mm. we don't need to mention it that this only affects sick people or very uh, uh you know uh inadequate or or, or, or unhealthy people mm. and i believe that that inappropriate perception of what mental health is or the lack of mental health represent 
uh, has been creating this big problem mm -hmm. uh, because we are afraid to talk about it. We are afraid to educate about it and we are afraid to ask for help when we need it. Mm -hmm. And that's creating a snowball uh, with no end mm -hmm. or with a very negative ending probably. Mm -hmm. Well said. And when does a person or their family members uh, realize that they need treatment? So there are different levels because the truth is as a physician, uh, I believe that treatment should be the last option. Mm. Uh, for me, prevention is number one mm. <laughs> in the list. Uh, no many may <laughs> agree on that one, but uh, we should start preventing them. Prevention comes with appropriate education at mm. school, at college, uh, with safety environments, uh, with very strict policies against bullying, uh, against harassment. So that is how we prevent. And, and again, that needs education. But as soon as someone is suffering, we have a couple of options. That person is suffering, but it is still not in a level that requires medication, that requires a psychiatrist or being admitted in the hospital. Mm -hmm. And for that, sometimes just changes in the lifestyle and having social support and uh, doing meditation or yoga or exercise, finding a way to cope will be good enough. In some cases, we need to escalate and, and, and have clinicians on board to, you know, to manage this because it's more complicated. Correct. Well said. And, uh, you know, we've just started to come out of the pandemic. I understand the pandemic had a very serious impact on mental well-being across the whole world. What are your thoughts? <laughs> I, I I have uh, I have different thoughts. Uh, sadly, uh, I I thought that that was the case, uh, and I started my advocacy and my you know this passion for helping people in the mental health area because of COVID, but that opened my eyes to see that we were suffering as communities for a long time, uh, that depression, anxiety, alcohol abuse as a way to cope, drug use, um, post-traumatic stress, and et cetera, burnout, <laughs> we were suffering from that. Uh, COVID had, uh, for me, even, I have to admit that it was a very sad experience for all of us, mm. and. Uh, we lost so many, you know, individuals yeah. and it has been so painful, but it was also a positive situation for us to open our eyes to the reality. And the reality is that we were living lives that were not healthy. Mm -hmm. Well said. And now it's our time to, to hopefully change that. <laughs> Correct. But the question that I've often asked people is that why is a mental health condition still not spoken about you know the brain is another organ and if there's oh my a problem, God, you just why, are we not, uh, why are we not talking about it such a great question such a great question and that was my initial comment right this is a taboo and, and this is a, and that's the real origin of the problem uh 
I feel like for cultural reasons, uh, many of the older generation grew up thinking that this was something bad or something to be ashamed of. Mm -hmm. And we have not yet seen the complete transition to something different. Mm -hmm. I believe that it will take a couple of generations still probably for us to clean that concept and bring mental health where it belongs, that is to health in general. We are human beings. We have hearts, we have minds, we have souls, we have bodies, mm -hmm. like bones and, and organs. So we cannot ignore our our mental health as right. part of our health and well-being, our complete well-being. Mm -hmm. So true. And Next question I wanted to ask you is that, you know, I remember my mother had dementia and I used to take her to the hospital and uh, and doctors used to tell me that very little is known about the brain. I wanted to get your perspective is that how is technology changing treatment for mental health? It's a very interesting question, and I understand uh, your feelings. I empathize with your feelings with your mom. My mom has also dementia, is going through that now. Mm. Uh, so uh, it's a very frustrating and, and, and challenging situation uh, as a family member. Um, yeah, we, we have been evolving in so many levels. Uh, however, the brain is still a myth. And, and, uh, and we don't know yet a lot. And the problem with dementia is that we have many types of dementias. It's not only Alzheimer's. People may consider this is just one. No, there are many types of dementia. Mm. We now know how to do the diagnosis. And sadly, after the diagnosis, we don't know what else to do. Mm. Um, research is working on that. You but I don't, I don't see yet light at the end of the tunnel mm. uh, beyond love and support to, to our family members, mm. at least for now. Yeah, you're so right. You're so right. I remember, you know, there were just five different types of medicines that were available. And I would, our doctor would tell us, give her this number one and number three. That wasn't working. She said, okay, give her four and five. So they were they were also experimenting, you know. But yeah, and and I do it I do it uh, in an educated educated way with my patients, and and I try to avoid doing it with my mom. My mom has her own doctor. I don't want to be involved. It's, it's confusing. Um, but yeah, we we are treating symptoms. We are not treating the disease. Correct. So what we are trying is to palliate uh, the suffering. No more than that, for now at least. Very interesting. My next question to you, Miriam, is on culture. You know, uh, different cultures have different pace of life, different expectations, achievements. How does culture impact uh, mental health? Oh, I, 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 I believe that is so important. It's so. Is is I believe that culture in some way is who we are. Mm. The way that we behave, the way that we communicate. I'm using my hands like a good Latin, right? Uh, this is this is the way that we connect with others and we connect with society. Mm. Um, and it's connected also to our values, our core values, our concepts or, or, or ideas about what is ethical or not, what is appropriate or not. So uh, 
I have this idea, especially about burnout, mm -hmm. that and, and and probably is is involved in many other mental illness, um, mild mental illness at least, mm -hmm. where if you have a gap between who you are, mm -hmm. your core values, your feelings, your you, mm -hmm. and what you are living, that gap will push you into a stress and, and burnout and probably depression, anxiety. Mm. And, and culture is what you are and who you are. Correct. Correct. Great response. So one more question on mental health and then I want to move to burnout. I, I understand, you know, that mental health challenges are being seen in the elderly, being seen in young professionals. But I also understand that we are now beginning to see this in children. Uh, I'd love to understand from you what is happening and why do you think this is happening? I have a couple of theories. One is, of course, COVID uh, caused isolation, uh, a lot of stress, exposed many kids to the concept of death. Uh, many, they lost family members. Mm -hmm. uh, father or a mother, their families now are destroyed. So right. that's a, a reasonable cause of depression, anxiety, and post-trauma. Mm -hmm. post uh, but then you have also the, the, the change that is not related to COVID, that is kids for some reason, <laughs> we are seeing more and more, maybe we didn't capture it before, but we are seeing more and more neurodiversity, meaning, uh, kids that are ADHD or that have ADHD, kids that are in the spectrum of autism, kids that are not, as they call it, not linear. So they are not able to adapt to this, I call it the cookie school, right? Where you, <laughs> they, they get cookies. All, all of the cookies are very similar and they graduate after school, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you cannot create cookies from kids, Correct. especially when they are neurodiverse, yeah. especially when there's changes in culture. Now we see more, you know, uh, interaction. The schools are now they are all the colors, all the flavor, which for me is wonderful. But you cannot keep the same type of education when you are in front of a different reality and a different type of kids. And when you have also social media and Yahoo and not Yahoo, yes, uh, YouTube and, 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 and many other, uh, you know, um, programs uh, giving them information that sometimes you cannot even filter and that you mm. don't know if they are ready to receive. So I, I believe that, yeah, COVID had a part, but even without COVID, we were seeing it and we will keep seeing it, sadly. Wow. If we don't change and we don't adapt to, to what we, it's our new reality. Mm, well said. So let's talk a little bit now, uh, Miriam, about burnout. Uh, da, 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 da. Tell me, <laughs> absolutely. Tell me a little bit of how, what, what is the meaning of burnout? So burnout is a term that was used for decades. It's mm -hmm. not new. I know that we find this like, oh, now everybody's burnout. Uh, and this came with COVID. No, burnout has been there for decades. Has, there are many studies about that. Probably the, the initial concept of burnout was related specifically to work mm -hmm. uh, and was 
represented by someone that will have fatigue, that will be very tired, uh, exhausted, that will not be able to perform at the typical level and that will have lack of interest in general. And that comes with a snowball because then a lot of other things happen after right. that initial picture. Mm. What happens now is that suddenly we have burnout for everything like are you an entrepreneur so there is burnout for entrepreneurs yeah. are you a mother or a father there is parental burnout so okay. burnout was expanded mm. and i believe diluted also mm. and confused with with many other things and i don't know how much right now we are we are really measuring burnout mm. versus stress uh, uh, anxiety depression or other things mm. uh but what is important about this is that I try not to separate it from the other mental health uh, concepts or, or conditions. I try to see it uh, as a lack of well-being. For me, burnout, stress, depression, anxiety, they are they represent lack of well-being. Mm. You are not where you need to be in your life. Mm. And, and, and we need to help you to fix this. Mm. Sometimes again with medications, but many times, and I will say the most important part of this treatment, right, with or without being medications involved, is your personal growth, your per your capacity to remove yourself from a victim position and be empowered and understand that you can recover control over your life mm. uh, with the support of a team uh, and that team could be a medical team or could be just you know society your friends your family correct thank you and you know when I was reading about you uh, I read that you know there is something called a burnout cycle that we need to break help me understand what this means and how do we break it so I believe that um, for me, life is in general not linear. I, I see my life as not linear for some weird reason, but maybe it's my scientific mind. Everything in life is cyclic, right? Night and day, our periods in woman, right? <laughs> Reproduction, the hormones in the body. So yeah. why life has to be really linear? And I, I always compare life with video games, like cycle after cycle, level after level, where you fight, you collect, you know, hearts, and, and finally you, you cross to the next level. Uh, even if you fail three, three four times, you, you can continue. Mm. And that's how I see, I see life. And what happened is that if you enter in a healthy cycle, which I believe has Three, three fragments that are important for me, setting a, a, a goal that is feasible and realistic, mm -hmm. having the grit, the energy to keep going, right? And, and, and finally, even if things doesn't go in the right direction or the way that you want it, you have the opportunity to grow and go back to that cycle if you need, or just go to the next cycle if you decide so, or if it's appropriate to. But what happens if you fail meaning you don't get the goal and you keep going in this cycle okay. without growing without learning generating the sensation of 
feeling that you are failing, that this is your fault, that you are ashamed. So what you are doing is such a self-destructive, <laughs> you know, um, feedback. Uh, and, and you are entering in the cycle of burnout, is self-destruction. Wow, wow. And then how do you determine the hidden cost of burnout? Uh, so it's very, it's very hard to get it, get an, an, an a specific number or an, a specific percentage or an specific, yeah. because burnout burn represents something different for many people. Mm. And, and it's expressed in every home and in every life in a different way. Mm. For me, burnout, instead of sending me to my bed and, and, and making me to stop working, actually gave me so much anger <laughs> that I needed to do something about it, right? That was my reaction. And as a consequence, what I did is neglect my kids, neglect my marriage, neglect my parents, neglect myself. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was lucky to discover where I was and in the big hole where I was hiding, right? Uh, uh, the own yell that I created for myself. Uh, hopefully at a good time for my kids uh, where I can spend more time now when I can start taking care of myself and, and do things in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. uh, but I... I will not be able to recover the weeks or the months that I didn't spend with my mom when she was able to recognize yeah. me. Yeah, you're so right. You're so right. You're so right. Let's now talk about your book, The 3G Cycle of Life. And I'm going to ask <laughs> all our viewers and listeners to go and check Dr. Miriam's book, The 3G Cycle of Life on Amazon. I will go and check it myself. So tell me about your book and what was your hypothesis when you wrote it? So my my book started as a venting opportunity. Okay. And almost free psychotherapy, if uh -huh. you want to call it like that. Okay. Uh, I was very upset. Mm. I was super upset with the system. I was seeing my colleagues dying, mm. residents jumping out of buildings, literally. Um, it was it was it was disappointing, and and I needed to express my opinion. So it started in a very dark phase. Mm. <laughs> uh, from that dark phase, it became a very I will say joyful journey Correct. because I was able to transform that anger into joy and meaning and well-being, which mm -hmm. is the goal of the book, right? Mm -hmm. And and the philosophy behind it, the truth is that I have been resilient or I thought I was resilient and people have been calling me resilient all my life. And I didn't know how I was doing it. I didn't even know that I was resilient. Mm -hmm. uh, or how you do it and why. Uh, I just did it. I will bounce back very often and I will do it very well, right? And uh, people will ask me and I will not know. Uh, but during COVID, uh, I was desperate. I, I didn't have just 
uh, the opportunity to give this to good luck and, mm. and I will bounce back again. Now I really need to bounce back. I mean, this is serious. <laughs> so that pushed me to the point to try to understand how do I do it? And mm. that's how this cycle and this vision of cycles, like mm. a video game instead of a linear uh, vision of life mm. came to my mind. Uh, and, and why not linear could be the question, right? Because I feel like when we think about our life in a linear way, what we are thinking also is that we cannot go back and fix something mm. that we did wrong, or we cannot recover what we didn't right. get. And, and that comes with a lot of stress, a lot of fear, a lot of, I will not do it because it, what happened if something wrong happens? So mm. we will be limiting ourselves based on fear mm. and based on you know, I cannot go back on time. Perfect. But when you think about cycles in your life, that concept disappeared. You will never fail mm. because you can enter the same cycle and try again. Mm. You will mm. never have fear because you have other options mm. because, you know, you, you are not here to do this at the first attempt. Who told us that? How we created that rule. Correct. Uh, Correct. So it changed the perspective of how we live our life. Mm, and remove the backpack of stress that we have <laughs> with us all the time. <laughs> You're absolutely right. And my last question to you now, and this is for the thousands of people who will listen to our conversation based on your own incredible journey and you know you've shared so much about yourself in our conversation today <laughs> what would you say miriam are three lessons you want our viewers and listeners to take away when you think of your own journey when you think of all the great work you're doing on mental health and burnout i can't hear you I can't hear you now. No? Yeah. Oh. yeah. Yes. Yeah. I have three things or three lessons that come to my mind right now. Oh. Number one is we don't have to live our life alone. Absolutely. We don't have to go through through challenges alone either. Yeah. Ask for help when you need it. Correct. Uh, that will be number one. Mm. Number two will be Number two will be take care of yourself. Be mm. kind with yourself. Mm. Uh, allow yourself to be human. That mm. means to be no, no perfect. <laughs> okay. uh, and and that is okay. And if you if you need to procrastinate something that I used to be afraid of, uh, it's okay to have priorities. Mm. It's okay to set boundaries. Okay. Correct. Well said. And the last one mm -hmm. is something that my kid told me. So it's mm -hmm. not my lesson. It's a lesson that my kid is sharing with all of you guys. And my mm -hmm. kid was eight years old when he shared that with me. Mm -hmm. He told me one day, because we were having a conversation and I thought I was not taking a decision about Legos versus Mm. cars <laughs> something very simple but I was so tired and he came to me and he told me mommy mm. this is your life mm. this is your choice mm. this is your journey mm. 
Mm. And I believe that that's probably the most meaningful lesson because really this is our life mm. and we should live it in the way that we want and we should embrace it and we should enjoy it. Mm. And we should be empowered mm. to have, you know, the things that we dream with well without any limits. Mm. Fantastic. And on that note, uh, Miriam, and your three amazing lessons don't have we don't have to live life alone second you said was take care of self allow yourself to be human and the third one which is your eight-year-old and what a powerful message this is your life your choice and your journey thank you so much for speaking to me about your journey from peru to the u.s thank you for speaking to me about <laughs> all the great work that you're doing in mental health thank you for speaking to me thank on you. burnout and thank you for speaking to me about your book, The 3G Cycle of Life. Thank you again and good luck. Thank you so much. And I wish you uh, you and, and your audience to have a, a life full of joy, meaning and well Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called You.